Welcome to the Equity Team Podcast, where we provide Sedona, Arizona real estate insight to help you thrive during your next real estate transaction. Welcome to the Equity Team Podcast. I am your host, Martin de Bocay, with the Equity Team in Sedona and the Verde Valley. And here today, I have my guest, Drew Hitner from Caliber Beach. Um, awesome, awesome lender out of Phoenix, does a lot of business here in Northern Arizona as well. Drew, it's good to have you. Welcome on our podcast, man. Yeah, absolutely. I, I, I couldn't wait to join you. Cool, cool. Well, um, so it's great that I have you because I want to speak a little bit about, you know, what goes on behind the scenes um, as a lender, because that's usually what takes the longest in a contract, right? Once we get the house under contract, when our offer was accepted all the way until we close, we have these three to four weeks where the lenders are working really hard. And um, for most clients, um, they don't really understand mm-hmm. what's going on. And and with our podcast, we're trying to educate our clients in you know, everything that has to do with real estate and especially in the Verde Valley. And so I thought it would be really interesting to get a little bit of insider information as to like, why does the process take so long? Like, how, what's the work that's being done? So that's a great question, first off. But how I look at it is, you know, you can make some really beautiful pictures out there. And some of the pictures can be made with a puzzle. And so every loan is a new puzzle. But at the end, it's beautiful because they got the home they wanted. Maybe it's an investment property or their family lives there, whatever that is. And so there's a lot of little pieces and third-party pieces that have to go and coincide together in order to get that close of escrow in 30 days, Mm -hmm. right? And so you asked this question at a perfect time. So starting in April, I'm trying to, well, I'm going to focus on a 90-day business plan that is client experience, those two words. And we're making a, a map right now, a timeline that talks and outweighs every single part of that And then we're trying to add more accountability Mm. to who's going to put that piece of the puzzle together. So, but it's everything. It's credit, title, insurance, client required documents, lender required documents to title, insurance documents required for you name it, right? Um, And then those are like the government loans. So like the reason that most lenders ask for 30 days is because... As a lender, we have to do a conforming government loan, which means we conform to the rules that the government makes, yeah. right? Yeah. In other scenarios, you can close in a lot quicker guide or a lot quicker timeline. It just depends on the type of loan you're doing. Yeah. But um, yeah, a puzzle or a snowflake, everyone's a little bit different. I love that. It's gold answer um, because we have this antiquated document Mm -hmm. that we use as realtors. It's the LSU, Mm -hmm. right? And so on the listing side, they keep saying, hey, buying side, yeah, where are you at with the lending? You know, please fill out this LSU. And every every time a listing agent asks me to fill out the LSU, I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm going to send that to Drew and he's going to hate me because he's already so busy with everything else. And then he's going to have to fill all the dots just to so we see, we understand where they're at in the process. And I've kind of been beta testing your your whole new client client side um, um, experience, and I've been loving it. Like just receiving the notes in my in my inbox, and I know what's going on. And uh, this whole new site that you put together is going to be awesome. And I think you're going to be like super ahead of the game. 
with the other lenders because if we can streamline that experience and every side of the deal can know what's going on at any given time with the lending, it's just going to make like communication is key. Right. We need to know at a, we need to be able to have a transparent communication between the listing side and the buying side at all times. So we know that we can meet the deadlines mm-hmm. and the lending. So much is happening in the lending um, that it's good to have that information throughout. So I'm really excited with what you're coming up with. Um, and a, and a, C, a simple CRM just helps. Yeah. can help a lot. You know, like a local bank or a, a small lender that doesn't have big help can sometimes struggle there. But it's like whenever you're putting in your keystrokes, is somebody else being notified? Mm-hmm. And that's something. And then, like, you know, keep up with the Gen Zers and the millennials. Yeah. You know, we're going to add a facet to that communication through video, you know, voice, yeah. GIFs, all that fun stuff. So that way it's not just like, hey, send me your social security card, mm-hmm. right? Send send that with a GIF or ask that <laughs> through a video, right? Yeah. Um. So we're trying to... Add in some some entertaining facts. Some fun times. Sure. Some fun times. <laughs> cool. Well, talking about the the different loans types that exist, um, kind of like so. Right now, we're March thirty first, going into April twenty twenty three. What are the rates for conventional loans, and and how? And we all know they're really high, but there are options to bring mm-hmm. them down. So, can you tell us a little bit about that? Yeah. So, one of my friends was giving me a hard time the other day because I called it a rate rack, but basically the rate sheet that a lender could offer. Yeah. And so, I was, um, you know, one of my mentors, one of my big referral sources. I was actually going over that rate sheet with him, and it was four point eight seven five to seven point six two five. And so those are the rates that are available. Mm. Now, that might not mean that those rates are allowed mm. unless certain programs apply, mm-hmm. right? Um, three, two, one buy downs is a program that it can be applicable to some of those lower rate options. And, you know, that's something that these lenders just made up because they had to stimulate their their own economy, their own right. business. Right. And so they're saying, well, if the sellers will contribute because it's a buyer's market now, then we'll create a product that will help the end user. Right. And so though so for instance, if somebody just didn't want to do a buy down product, they want a 30-year fix and be a 4.875 with a lot of points on it. Well, the government says you can't have more than 5% in cost, you know, basically that's what the rule is. Yeah. Or it's it's considered a high cost and like an illegal mortgage. The government won't allow you to close on that home loan. Yeah. So even though that rate sheet is available, it's technically out of reach still. It's mm-hmm. it's one of the, it's some of that red that red tape stuff that is. I'm always trying to think what's the most palatable way to explain that to somebody. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, so rates right now um, are anywhere from that range for conventional yeah for dscr it's probably six to ten percent mm-hmm. depends on the asset class right yeah. and then hard what's money. the best asset class for the lowest interest rate for which product conventional for the dscr dscr long-term rental long-term rental dscr is where you're going to get the lowest interest rate correct so in the sixes Exactly. That's great to know. Yep. So, for instance, if somebody as a if somebody knows that it, it can cash flow as a long term rental, yeah, and that appraiser is going to be favorable to that ten oh seven report, then that's where you go. Okay. But so now you can call it a short term rental, right? And then you'll get more income, but those lenders see more risk there. Yeah. 
I, I'm, I may take you up on that, mm-hmm. <laughs> on that product for uh, uh, my next purchase. Um, what about construction loans? Can you, can you run down uh, a little bit the process behind it and the different steps between, you know, when you close to when you have to refi and what are the different interest rates that go on behind that? Yeah, so you, you lock your rate up front, you get approved up front, you close up front. So there's a one-time close product that you can do 0% down. Got to be VA, right? Um, but you can do conventional too with a low down payment. So, and then you do the appraisal up front too. So... If you got already own the land, you can use that as a down payment if you want to put that towards it. But you get the appraisal done up front, so it takes the risk out. And then you get approved up front, too. So if you change jobs later, it's never ideal, right? Because that loan's still out there. But that's the best product. So you get appraised on the on the permits, basically. Like, you're showing this is what we're building. The plans, yep. The plans and the permits. And, and you're like, okay, this is what we're building. And, you know... Our target ARV is like 1.6 million because mm-hmm. we're in Sedona. It's a beautiful house. And we own the land, right? We bought it like 300,000, let's say cash. So we don't owe any money on, on it. And then we can co- go to you and say, we need a construction loan for 1.6 million yep. or maybe even less, maybe just 1 million, let's say. And then the, the rest is the equity that we built. Um, and then, so what kind of interest rate do we get then? So you can do the buy downs there too. Uh-huh. So basically anywhere from the mid fours for conventional all the way up to the sevens. So in some cases, it would be advantageous to take a higher rate, right? Yeah. Some people, if they look at this transaction like a bridge transaction, then taking a higher rate sometimes makes the most sense yeah. because then it's a no cost. They're going to be selling anyway, or they're going to be refining once they're done or something like that. So they don't need to pay all these upfront costs to buy down the rate because they're not going to stick around with that loan for Mm -hmm. a long time. So that's like my favorite construction product because then you don't have to close twice, right? On a a new build. Um, Another one would be you could always finance it with private or hard money, Mm. but then you close once and then you build it. Well, you can't you don't want, you know, it's not optimal to stay in that hard money for that no. amount of time. Yeah. So then you got to do it. Now it's a double close. So the one time construction, the OTC, is my favorite product. Cool. Cool. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm working with a hard money lender right now and it was a new construction and, you know, my, my, <laughs> my loan is about to mature and I'm like, holy shit, it took longer than I expected. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm going to have to either like sell before I'm done or find someone else that wants to refi and the interest rates are higher because it's manufactured. So there's a whole bunch of things that come into play and it's good to know what the options are from the very beginning. Like do your research. Mm-hmm. Honestly, when I got into it, you know, I was in the heat of the market and, and maybe I didn't do enough of research and due diligence. And I thought, you know, I went off base on what a few people told me, you know, you can do this in two to four months because it's manufactured. Turns out it took me a year. Mm-hmm. Um, so, so now I'm up against deadlines, which I didn't even think that I would have to deal with. Um, and that's when, you know, maybe a real construction loan, not with a hard money lender, but with something more like that, which can be conventional, apparently, mm-hmm. may actually be more into your favor. Because construction, at least in, in the Verde Valley, can, you know, on average, I would say take two years for a site built and sometimes up to three years, depending on the project. Mm-hmm. So it's it takes a really long time. Yeah, it's always good to be conservative. If you're, you know, I mean, I have friends that can nail their time horizons, but they're at the job. You call them on a daily basis, you hear a saw going off. They're still real yeah. estate investors, but they're basically a general contractor yeah. too. Yeah. So like, yeah, always give yourself an extra few months. Always, you know, assume the cost. There's going to be 
um, what you call a change order. Always assume yeah. something like that. Something yeah. you're going to go over budget. And if the deal still works with that much play, then yeah. it's something you want to go after. Then it's good. Yeah. yeah. And, you know, something, you know, that situation you just brought up in particular, like there's hard money and private lenders out there that will refinance your hard money that you're in as well, too. Mm-hmm. It'll just kind of bridge loan it, right? Yeah. And so sometimes that can be more advantageous than like if terms did expire, your notes do. And if you want to renew, well, then it's even more costly than what a refinance right. would be. Yeah. So you can always buy more time, but, you know, obviously... You, Staying true to those timelines is always, you know, yeah. ideal. And and as a lender, with with like an actual shop here, do you can you serve as an intermediary with these hard money lenders and some type of loans and some mm-hmm. types of investments? Yep. So, you know, I always say private money is the best way to go, man. Like you're so knowledgeable. You, if you just kept an email list and you just told somebody about your deal, you'd be surprised. I think some of the verbal and, and, you know, written commitments you could get, yeah. but if some, you never know if somebody has got a big IUL, which is an index universal life insurance policy, you know, you've probably, and there's been a lot of buzz about it in the last few, you know, few years about infinity banking. Well, that's, it all starts off an insurance policy because yeah. that insurance policy has a cash value. Mm-hmm. And once it is accumulates, you can lend yourself the money. Yeah. Right. And so there's kids. Yeah, exactly. You know, I'm 37. There's kids that I went to school with that they've had one and their parents just put a hundred bucks away in it, you know, and now they're mid thirties, you know, they got a million dollars they could loan out. And if that person likes the real estate asset class, well, then you just put a lien on the property and Mm -hmm. it's, they can call their own rate on that. Yeah. Yeah. There's, there's an interest rate for every investor. And, and depending on where they are at in their stage in life and their stage in investing, they're going to be more or less comfortable with different rates and different risks. Mm-hmm. And um, I'm, I'm finding this out right now with a client of mine who may very well be investing in my projects with a lot better rates than some other hard money lenders were able to mm-hmm. do before, just because he doesn't really need it. He's comfortable with a certain, you know, a certain thing. I'm like, and he, he likes me and he believes in me and he's seen what I do. And he's like, okay, you know, I can lend you for a year at this rate. And it's going to be, it's going to be better than what the banks can give him. Sure. And, and he's also going to, you know, be able to participate in a little bit. And I think that's also what's exciting. Well, and like the, the great thing about that is, and if you give that money back to somebody like that, private lending on time or before. Yeah. They just can't wait to give it right back to you. Yeah. <laughs> it's li- you're playing tennis, literally. That's what you'll find out. And that's like, you just got to you gotta start asking. Or if you find a deal and you just tell everybody about the deal and just say, hey, this is what I found. Um, do you know the person that you want to be interested? Mm-hmm. You just ask, do you know anybody that'd be inter- that's interested in like double digit real estate returns? Yeah. And you, you just let that conversation mature. And a lot of times that's how you find great yeah. help, great partners, great lenders. Yeah. Yeah. Um, great. I just wanted to kind of close out on a little question. So there's a lot of hurt in the industry right now. And a lot of lenders are kind of like scaling down and firing people. And like, I do business with you a lot. And every, it seems every month you're hiring someone new. So (laughs) while some others are hurting, you're thriving. Like what's, what's your guys' secret? Um, man, that's such a great question. So to talk about the bad part first, um, I'm very, very thankful to be where I'm at. But Housing Wire just about 60 days ago released data that says 51%, I don't know if it's mortgage only, I think it's real estate, but 51% of our peers 
are in a different industry today compared to 2021. Mm-hmm. And that's just insane to me. So, you know, I'm, I always have a dartboard in front of me and I'm very purposeful in how I interact with the people that are um, somebody that I can help. Yeah. And, you know, last year I joined a coaching program for Airbnbs and I just happened to do loans. And I'm like, man, you know, there's a lot of people that work with real estate agents and I, I want to do that. But, you know, Rob Abasolo is the face of Airbnb mm. on YouTube. Mm. And I just really liked listening to him talk about how he goes about his business. And I was like, you know what? I bet I could probably help some of his students. And so I just started making videos. That's kind of how I segued into content mm. creation as I did all that with purpose to get in front of Rob. I'm like, I'm going to be the most, he's either going to tell me to kick rocks or he's going to work with me. Yeah. It's going to have to come to that. I like <laughs> mentally put that in my head. And then, you know, I'm, I'm talking to all the people around him, emails, text messages in the Facebook groups. And, you know, Rob, I think appreciated that persistence. And I'm like, look, man, I will take care. I take everything personally when it comes to this, because I, a lot of times when it comes to a home loan, it's the biggest investment that somebody will ever make. Mm -hmm. And I can earn their trust and I can show them how I did it and how I came from a very humble background to be able to do it. You know, a lot of people in my court, when I first started this, were saying, don't do that. That's a mistake. And yeah. And, you know, and so like, I just like, no, it's not. You do it differently. You do it your way. Mm -hmm. You're authentically yourself and that translates into your business and that makes you more approachable, more likable. And like you become friends with the people you do business with. And how amazing is it to do business with friends Mm -hmm. when when you all vibe on safe wake? Mm -hmm. So, yeah, I I totally get that. Yeah. And so the whole reason that I really vibe with Rob was he was a house hacker and had a guest house casino. I'm like, dude, that's exactly what I do. And so Mm. I... It's such a relatable story. Yeah. And then as Rob just got a million people following him and subscribed to his YouTube. Mm-hmm. And so I was like, I know people are in his messages, emails, like, who's your mortgage guy? I'm like, well, man, like, I can, t- I know your story. It's yeah. similar to mine. So it's, it's relatable in that fashion. And yeah, here we are, man. It's, you know, I love it because it's challenged me and made me get better because people are like, Drew, I want to buy 40 acres in the middle of South Dakota where there's not a gas station for 80 miles. How do I put a treehouse village here? Right. And you can imagine the ideas because all these, you know, gurus out there have these great plans. And if yeah. you can create anything like that, yeah. it's a cash cow. Yeah. So that's, you know, I got, I got Rob to thank for, you know, keeping some of the people on my team very busy and fortunate. Cool. Cool. Well, Drew, thank you so much for being a guest on this podcast, and um, we'll see you very soon for another episode. Yep. And if you guys want to, if you guys want to follow my journey at all, it's Drew Do Loans on Instagram, and the same thing for TikTok, YouTube, and maybe LinkedIn soon. Yeah. Cool. <laughs> Thanks, dude. Thank you, man. Thanks for tuning in to the Equity Team Podcast. To speak with one of our top agents, visit us at owninaz.com. That's O-W-N-I-N-A-Z dot com or call us at 928-323-0031.